You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This podcast may cause dizziness, confusion, bloating, uncontrollable laughter, and in some cases, anal leakage. Listener discretion is strongly advised. This is episode number three of Excuse Me, That's Illegal, a podcast where we'll take a hardcore look at some softcore crimes. As usual, I'm your boy Leroy. How the heck are you? I hope everyone is well. I've got another bag of scum coming up for you shortly. Still not much to do for housekeeping here. I've dropped these first three episodes all at once, blew my wad, so to speak. So as of right now, not sure how the feedback's been, if any. For all I know, my words are just floating out here in cyberspace, completely unheard. I just wanted to fast forward this fresh new relationship we're in, get familiar with each other. You know, get all that awkwardness out of the way. So after this one, we'll have met each other's parents, found out one another's kinks. Heck, maybe we'll even be shitting in front of each other with the door open. Or maybe even on the neighbor's lawn, mad pooper style. See, we have inside jokes already. This is great. Okay, well, you know what that sound means. Hop in. Plenty of room in the minivan for everyone. Buckle up and let me serenade you with another tale of low-level true crime. And don't worry, my friends. I promise to have you back home before the sun goes down. Episode number three, Jimmy Bags. Cause it's a bittersweet symphony this life. 
trying to make ends meet. You're a slave to the money, then you die. The Verve. Look out for my album coming out later. <laughs> Bet you didn't know Leroy had those chops. But seriously, it's a sad reality for most, isn't it? I've had my fair share of stressful times, living from shitty paycheck to shitty paycheck. I remember living in my first apartment with my buddy Murray. It was a two-bedroom spread, over a century old, downtown, above a restaurant. We made friends with the mice we had running rampant in that humble abode. Our slumlord Jimmy Chow was a decent man, firm but fair. I remember the first time we met. He was in his dingy little office, sitting in his squeaky little chair, feet up, size eight and a half shoes on his desk. What a cutie patootie. He had a cigar dangling from his mouth, yelling at some poor sap over the phone. My share of the rent was a mere $340 a month, but being the irresponsible young man I was, I wasn't all that great with money. There were more than a few occasions that I had to dodge Jimmy at month's end until I received my next pay. You see, Jimmy preferred to be paid in cash. Our subject in this story was just trying to get out of a rut and get a bigger slice of the pie himself. His motivations were greed more so than anything, I believe, so really not the same situation I just discussed. But hey, I never like to miss an opportunity to talk about myself. At any rate, let's tackle the story of Jimmy Bags. James Bagarazzo was a longtime resident of the city of Buffalo. If you're not familiar with Buffalo, it's located in the state of New York. A little over 250,000 people reside there. Also the home of my favorite football squad, the Buffalo Bills. Not. He was a gritty city worker. He had actually been employed by the city for well over 20 years at this point. When in 2003, he decided it was time for a change. Mixed up a little. James was in his late 40s at the time with a couple of daughters. So hey, why not? Life can get a little stale, you know? So he switched jobs and moved on up to the prestigious title of parking meter repairman. Okay, I'll confess. I'm not quite sure what he did for the city before this. Perhaps it was a lateral move or a step down. A less stressful job for him. That's the nice thing about a job working for the city. Lots of flexibility, freedom to make some changes, move up or down the ranks. It's not one of those dead-end type jobs so many of us are forced to take with no room for advancement. James appeared to take his new job very seriously. He worked long and hard and kept himself extremely busy over the years. If you saw him going about his daily business, you'd probably say he was the busiest damn parking meter repairman this world has ever seen. But if you took some time and stared a little closer, if you knew anything about the duties and responsibilities of a parking meter repairman, you'd go, hey wait a minute, something ain't right over here. Okay, enough beating around the bush. We wouldn't be discussing our man James Bagarazzo right now if he wasn't up to no good. Now, we're not sure if James took this new job with the thought of sticking his grubby little paws in the cookie jar or if he was an opportunist and saw a way he could make some extra coin. But our boy here nickel and dimed his way to quite a fortune. How'd he do it, you ask? We'll get to that in a moment. But from here on out, I will no longer be referring to this man as James Bagarazzo. He will now be affectionately known as Jimmy Bags. So when you put quarters into a parking meter, they fall into a canister and then are collected every few days by an employee who's not the repairman. That is not their responsibility. They have their own collectors. The repairman does not have keys to open that compartment. But that didn't stop our man Jimmy Bag of Quarters over here. Instead of doing his actual job of fixing and maintaining these machines, he would actually set them up so the quarters wouldn't fall into the canister. They would get blocked and just collect up top. 
He would do this to about 75 of these old school meters out of the 1,200 meters in circulation in the city at that time. Now this goes to show what kind of downtime someone in this role would have. I mean, we all have downtime at our jobs, but Jimmy Baggs would actually spend the first half of his shift going around to these 75 meters and collecting coins, which actually sounds like quite a bit of work. So let's say even if he grabbed 10 bucks from each machine every day, maybe dumped the rest into the canister each time so, so at least a little bit of change would be collected so as not to arouse suspicion, he'd still be making 750 bucks a day in quarters. And that's tax-free too, baby! That would really add up. I could almost see him justifying taking the money he did because it still felt like real work. I mean, that would take a while, and after a certain point, just feel like part of his job. And it's a slippery slope. Say you weren't really a bad person, just needed the extra cash, then said I'll stop once I pay off these debts. It would be pretty hard, nearly impossible, to go back to just doing your regular job. I could see myself getting wrapped up in this. And it's so clever in its simplicity, that's the beauty of it. It's definitely not a smash and grab. Back in the late 90s, I had a friend. Well, he wasn't really my friend. I thought he was an asshole. So he's more of like a friend of a friend. Maybe even a friend of a friend of a friend. And he'd pull out a hammer some nights and he'd chuckle and tell us he was going to work. And then he'd sneak off for like an hour. The rumor was he'd go around and smash open a parking meter or two. He'd get like 20, 30 bucks, and that was his weekend spending. Pack of smokes back then was three or four bucks. 40 a Colt 45, Old English maybe. That was our drink of choice, which cost $3.75. Maybe grab a slice of pizza. Ten bucks could go a long way back then. Man, twenty bucks would get you quite the nice weekend. Anyway, so our boy Jimmy Bags is crushing it. He's pulling in a lot of loot. But now we have a small problem. How do you clean this dirty money? How does one launder excessive amounts of quarters? The laundromat? Nah. He's not bringing in the money at a crazy rate, really, but that's a lot of change. Say he decides to take the old lady out for a nice meal at Denny's. When he's finishing up his lumberjack special... Picking a piece of sausage out of his teeth. Taking the last swig of his third cup of joe. Reaching for those roll aids and it's time to pony up for the bill. He can't be pulling out a few rolls of quarters out of his trousers. <laughs> Ever try to make it rain with quarters at the local gentleman's club? Or stuff them down a g-string? Trust me, it ain't happening, bruh. So here's what he does. He rolls up his quarters and brings them to a few banks in the area. After doing this for a while, he gets pretty chummy with the tellers. They get to know him. He says he works for a friend with a vending machine business, hence the mad amounts of change. So to make it easier on him and themselves, they start giving him these boxes which would hold exactly $500 worth of quarters. And bada bing bada boom, we got ourselves a well-oiled machine, and he's filling a bunch of these boxes on a weekly basis, no fuss, no muss, no one's the wiser. Oh, and of course, he'd be doing these exchanges at the bank on his lunch break. That is one hard-working man. Before we continue, if you're cheering on Jimmy Bags right now and feeling a little guilty for it, let me stop you right there. Don't worry about it. This is a judgment-free zone. Feel what you like about these people, love them, hate them, some will get caught, some won't. It's all good, baby. We're talking about crimes on a lower level here. No one's getting murdered. Jimmy may be a bit of a scumbag, but I'm still loving it. So just sit back and enjoy. Okay, it's time to get into some numbers here. How much coin did this man take exactly? Hold on to your hats, because holy cats, it's impressive. All in all, Jimmy Baggs ended up taking $210,000 worth of quarters. Let me break this down a little further. That would be 840,000 quarters, which would weigh over 10,000 pounds. Who needs to hit the gym when you're Jimmy Baggs, am I right? Imagine the smell, the filth of that dirty money, being around it constantly. And Jimmy had change everywhere hidden in his house. 
He had it in bags and boxes, spilling out of closets. Over $4,000 is sitting in his dresser. Hidden in the ceiling of his bedroom was, get this, 40,000 G's, baby. That's crazy. What a mess. It kind of reminds me of the stories you hear of drug kingpin Pablo Escobar. Just the excessive amounts of cash he had on hand, and not enough space to put it all. Of course, he was dealing with bills, billions of dollars worth, not quarters. But I think you get what I'm trying to say. Unfortunately for Jimmy Bags, all good things must come to an end. Yeah, that's right, he got busted. How do you think I knew all these details about the money in his bedroom and closets? You thought we were pals? Okay, he got busted for a couple of reasons. And it starts with a new key player here. Enter Kevin Helfer, the city's new parking commissioner. When he gets hired, it kind of stirs up the pot. He's looking over some numbers, crunching them hard. And he can't help but notice something very intriguing. There is a big time difference between the money coming in from the newer, more advanced electronic stations than the old school mechanical ones our boy Jimmy has been tinkering with. I mean, so much more revenue coming in from the electronic ones that an investigation is opened up within the department, which later on involves the boys and girls in blue at the Buffalo PD and eventually the FBI as well. This investigation takes off in September of 2010. They start looking at all these meters and how this could possibly be happening. The inconsistencies. It takes them about a year or so to get a solid case together. But eventually, through video surveillance of the meters, they are disturbed to see Jimmy Bags and another man by the name of Lawrence Charles. Yeah, that's right. Our man Jimmy isn't the only one doing this. He's got a buddy. And they're filling their pockets and bags full of quarters. They watch this pattern day in and day out for a while before they bust them. So that's the thing here. As we see a lot with criminal activity, some people just don't know when to quit. They just keep on going and going until they're eventually caught. In the end, technology catches up with Jimmy Bags and the new head honcho, Kevin Helfer, which, hey, I'll admit, perhaps I've been glorifying what Jimmy's been doing a bit too much. So we gotta give it up for Mr. Helfer for his astute observations and for getting the ball rolling on taking these guys down. Lawrence Charles, the man caught on camera with our boy, seems kind of like an apprentice of sorts. He came in later, did this on a much smaller scale. Over five years, they reckon he stole about $15,000 from the meters. And that gets him six months in jail. A couple more guys are busted, including a man by the name of Franklin Lopez, who received a year in the slammer for his part, taking $69,000 down, that they know of. This really opened up a can of worms and showed the amount of corruption going on in the parking enforcement department in Buffalo in the early 2000s. Damn, what a time to be alive. It was like the wild, wild west over there. Bunch of damn crooks. But let's focus back on the man here, Jimmy Baggs. The big dog. Let's get a quote from him. A half-hearted apology in court. Quote, I have hit rock bottom, and I have had to come up with my family and friends. End quote. Ah, poor guy. Hardly worth quoting, but... (laughs) I just wanted to get a feel for the guy. Uh, He seems embarrassed he got caught, that's all. I would imagine he's not really feeling all that much guilt here. There are conflicting stories on Jimmy Bagg's reasoning for committing these thefts. Personally, I think he saw an opportunity and took it. Greed. So why did he decide to break bad in his late 40s when he became a parking meter repairman? I choose the words break bad for a reason. Because Jimmy's excuses strike some convenient similarities to the hit show. If you're unfamiliar with Breaking Bad, well, first of all, you're missing out. Check that out immediately. It's amazing. But the story follows Walter White, 
who is a parking meter repairman. <laughs> uh, he's an overly qualified high school chemistry teacher who gets diagnosed with lung cancer and in the later stages, so he's, he's screwed. He decides to cook and sell meth in an effort to leave his family with a large sum of money and financial security before he passes away. Sounds nice, doesn't it? Admirably, even. Of course, things get out of hand, because money does strange things to people, but in the beginning, his heart was in the right place. Jimmy Baggs was suffering from an illness of his own, Crohn's disease, and around 2003, when this all began, it had gotten pretty bad. So bad that he didn't think he had much time left on this earth, so he wanted to leave his wife and two teenage daughters with some financial stability before he passed on. Breaking Bad aired from 2008 and ended in 2013, right around the time that Jimmy Baggs made those claims in court. Coincidence? How much you want to bet our boy was a fan of the show? If I was a gambling man, I'd bet the farm on it. Oh, Jimmy was a gambling man as well. His defense attorney claimed almost everything he made he lost at the casino. The prosecution, on the other hand, tried to say the money was used for more responsible duties, such as paying his mortgage and putting his daughters through college. I'm sure the truth lies somewhere in the middle. Little of column A, little of column B. At any rate, in the end, James Bagarazzo was sentenced to 30 months in prison. Two and a half years. He also had to pay back the $210,000, according to an article in FBI.gov, which was quite helpful in the research for this case. So in the end, crime doesn't pay. At least not when you get caught. Since all this madness went down, the city of Buffalo has made the switch to electronic meters. Definitely a smart move. You see that even with vending machines these days. You can now pay with credit and debit. Surely there are ways to cheat the system electronically, but it requires a more sophisticated process. It really narrows down the type of criminal that is capable of doing this. So to be a decent criminal, you have to evolve. When the times are changing, you must change with the times. Jimmy Baggs definitely took it to the next level with the amount of cash he took in over the years. But this was most likely going on before he came onto the scene. Things were very lax back then. That's not just in Buffalo either. I read about stuff like this going on in Chicago as well as many other cities across the world. In fact, Kevin Helfer went on to say after Jimmy Baggs and a couple other guys were busted, the city took in well over half a million dollars more than usual in parking meter revenue the following year. Now I ain't no mathematician, but that's a lot more coin than Jimmy and his boys that got pinched were ever taking in. And we're back. That's a wrap on episode number three. I hope you enjoyed this tale of scumbaggery. Now that episode three is complete, the third in a trio that I've dropped in my initial launch, we'll be getting into a regular schedule here. Three a month is what I'm going to be capable of knocking out for the foreseeable future. The 10th, 20th, and 30th of the month is what I'm going for. I hope that'll keep you satisfied with content. If not, I have another promo coming up in a moment if you're looking for more to keep you busy. Oh, and if you're looking for me, join me on social media. Twitter and Facebook is all I do right now. Maybe all I'll ever do. I'm getting older. I don't have time for these TikToks, Instagram, ICQ, all that other shit the kids are into these days. So I'm keeping it simple. You can also email me with show ideas or whatever else you're into. Links to all that good stuff will be located in the show notes. Aw, man. Sorry, my legs are popping. If you guys could only see me in my, my little studio here. I cornered off a little section of the closet, and I have blankets and sheets surrounding me. I'm crouched down on the floor here. Pop my shirt off, because it's so damn hot. (laughs) 
That's why I don't have this up on YouTube. Well, that and the, uh, man, it's annoying. The shit my kids watch. Every five seconds, I'd have to be saying, comment down below if you like the video. And don't forget to smash that subscribe button. I guess the podcast equivalent of that would be, don't forget to leave a five-star review wherever you listen. Which, hey, I mean, since I just mentioned it, it only takes a minute. Oh yeah, that's right, I got a promo for you. And it's a doozy. It's from my man Michael of the True Crime Guys podcast, which is one of my absolute favorites. He's gone off on his own here with a podcast called Strange and Unexplained, where he talks about a lot of missing persons cases and other uh, weird stuff. Well, strange and unexplained phenomena, I guess. Oh, that's where he got the name from. Okay. Yeah, it all makes sense now. <laughs> but yeah, definitely check that out. It's, it's really good. Actually, Lauren does show up at the end there, and uh, he gives a synopsis and breaks down the cases like cardboard boxes. Yeah, I love it. So check that one out if you're looking for another podcast to listen to. As for me, I will be back in 10 days with another doozy for you. Leroy out. All right, take it away, Michael. What happens when life is stranger than fiction? Or when the antagonist wins because we have no idea who they are? Or when the so-called perfect crime is committed and society is left dumbfounded and petrified? Well, we make a podcast about it and we talk about it, right? You know, crimes that are strange, crimes that are unexplained, for instance. Those two things are some of my favorites. I'm your host, Michael, and I want to introduce to you a brand new podcast brought to you by True Crime Guys Productions. It's called Strange and Unexplained, and you guys can find this new show anywhere you listen, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play. It's there. So if you're looking for a laid-back, self-aware podcast that doesn't take itself too serious, I think we might just tickle your fancy. So give Strange and Unexplained a listen today. And remember, be strange, just don't be a stranger. mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.